Alright guys, sorry, this is a really quick edit before we go ahead and get into this episode. I am putting this in before the introduction. Keep in mind I'm running on four hours of sleep. I'm going to touch on that at one point, but I am tired so you will hear some yawning. So if you are tired as well, I recommend you grab some coffee, grab some caffeine, or go ahead and snuggle up in your blanket getting ready to bed before you listen to this. So I just wanted to let you know I didn't edit out my yawning. So you have been warned. If you have important things to do after this, grab caffeine. All right. All right, guys, welcome back. It's your girl, Karma. This is a mini-sode and this is going to be a two-parter. So for the first part, I asked women about the topic and the questions that we're going to talk about here shortly. And then for part two, I'm going to ask men. And I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to do that because as you guys know, men are very elusive and I need the answers to the questions. But I'm going to try to do that either later this week or next week. Um, But I will make sure to post the part two to get men's perspective on these same questions. So the topic for today's mini-sode, and I'm going to try to keep it in-depth but brief because it is a mini-sode. The topic is forgiving yourself. So one of the things that I've talked a lot with my friends and my family about lately is do you forgive yourself? You know, do you extend yourself the same forgiveness that you extend others? And do you practice kindness, which would be, you know, in the form of forgiving yourself in this case. So today we're going to talk about that. I interviewed three people. They will obviously remain anonymous. That's how we do it on here. And we're going to kind of go through like some of the themes that I saw, my own answers to the questions. And like I said, we're going to get in depth here, but I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible. So let's go ahead and say thank you to Anchor and then we will get into it. And yes, I will make sure to get some new advertisements recorded and in here so you don't have to keep listening to the same one. So let's go ahead and do that and then we'll get into this. All right, guys, thanks for listening to that. Let's go ahead and get into this. So I asked three women in my life the same questions And the three questions I asked were the same for everyone, but there were some follow-up questions that I asked specific to people given their answers. So the three questions that I answered were, number one, do you think you're bad at forgiving yourself or good at forgiving yourself? Can you remember a time or an incident that caused you to discover the answer to question one? And one, what's one thing or two that you do every day to practice forgiveness for yourself? Now, everyone that I asked said that they thought they were bad at forgiving themselves. But they all said that they, it was something that they were working towards. They may not work on it every day, but they are working towards it. And the theme that I noticed with this is that a lot of them realized that they were bad at forgiving themselves because of a situation in which they were either like forgiving someone else or they were putting too much pressure on themselves, um, something like that. So I found that super interesting. And all three of the people that I asked, and like I said, these were all women, and I do 
I don't want to say that gender has something to do with this, but I definitely am interested to see, and I know it's a small sample size, but to see what the men that I ask say, just because I do wonder, you know, how women and men compare when it comes to forgiving themselves for, you know, mistakes or a flub or what have you, right? So the other theme though that I saw was that all of them said that the way that they practice forgiveness at some point during the day, sorry, I had to have some water there. Um, the one, no iced coffee today. The one thing that they said that they do is that they have to remember essentially that like they are human. And I found this very interesting because I would say that like, that's how I show forgiveness for myself. I have to remind myself, you know, I'm a human. I make mistakes. The important part is the, you know, what I do after I make the mistake. Um, so one of the things, there was like such good insight that I was given. And I obviously don't want to share too much because I ask these questions, obviously, from people I'm really close with. But one of the things I thought was very interesting was the fact that one of my friends, what is it? I'm looking at the answers really quickly. Oh, one of my friends was talking about the fact that because she's been bad at forgiving herself if she makes a mistake or something's awkward or whatever, that in the past she wouldn't have addressed it head on and now she does. And I thought this was super interesting just because I think especially as a woman, we're taught to take a lot of responsibility on. You know, we're going to be, you know, moms if we decide to have children. We're supposed to be like this sensitive feeling party, right? And women get a lot of like bad press as well saying like we're too emotional or whatever when I'm sorry, but I still say men are super emotional as well. Um, But I just thought that this was super interesting because I do think that that is practicing active forgiveness. When you're able to say, okay, in the past I did X and it wasn't good for me, so now I do Y, no matter what that may be. Like, I think that that's important. And the practice of addressing things head on was something that came up in everyone's answers as well as my own, which is, you know, the act of forgiveness for yourself is to figure out how to move forward, right? So if we make a mistake in our personal life or work, we have to address like, is this something I could have avoided? Is it something I can't have avoided? What can I do to avoid it moving forward? And what can I learn from it? And so as long as you're doing those things, right, you're going to feel a lot better about whatever the issue is. Now going on this, right, and feeling good about the issue and, you know, what can you do moving forward? There also was the theme of, you know, if I blame myself for everything and I try to control everything in some way, shape, or form, um, you know, I remember growing up that my dad would sometimes say, like, well, what did you do to cause it, right? So, like, you know, if someone, like, egged the house, it'd be like, oh, what did you do to make this person egg the house? And so I felt that, like, there was something wrong with me and I had caused these things to happen, even though looking back on it, like there was nothing that I did to cause it, right? And so I think that it definitely made me feel like I was responsible for so many things that I was not responsible for. And, you know, one of the things I have to remind myself is like, 
I could go around trying to get everything done myself, but like that's not healthy for me and I can't blame myself for everything. And that, like I said, that's something that, you know, everyone that answered the questions touched on as well. And, you know, just the fact that like if you put yourself out there or if you, you know, ask for help or if you look at the situation in general, like, A, what's the worst that could happen? I stole that from someone's answer, but it's so true. What is the worst that can happen if you go to someone, you know, and say like, hey, I'm sorry. Or if you look at the situation and you're like, how serious is this, right? Like there's so few mistakes that we make, excuse me, that we make in our like daily lives. There's so few that are like huge, right? And there's that age old thing about don't smoke. Don't sweat the small stuff. And to be fair, I've never read that book. I know it was like super popular, but I've never read it. But I definitely prescribe to the idea that if you want to live a happy, healthy life, you can't sweat the small stuff. So you do have to ask yourselves questions like, what's the worst that can happen if I ask someone for help with this mistake? What's the worst that can happen if I talk to someone about this mistake? What's the, you know... What's the true severity of this? Is it a big thing? Is it not a big thing? Am I sort of blowing it out of proportion in my head? Um, I forget the term for it, but there's also like the phenomenon of um, where you like exacerbate something in your head. So like you look at your mistake as like worse than it is because you don't forgive yourself. Um, And I definitely think that you know, in general, people with anxiety or depression, and I'm sure there are other mental illnesses that fall into this as well, we have a tendency to think that things are worse than they are um, just because of how we process the world. And so we have to actively remind ourselves and people in general have to actively remind themselves like, this isn't a big deal. What are the facts? What's actually going on? And how can I move forward? And learning how to do that is showing forgiveness for yourself and kindness for yourself. And it's super important. So I was so glad that I asked these questions. I was so glad that I got, you know, people who are important to me's perspective. And there's a couple other things that I kind of wanted to share really quickly because I think that they're super important. So like one of the things that came up was like having super high standards. And another thing that came along with that was like having high standards for yourself, but not having high standards for others. So I had, you know, one person was talking about how they were super good at holding themselves to high standards, which was why they didn't forgive themselves for mistakes. But then they would forgive others because they didn't hold them to the high standards that they held themselves to. And one thing that I would point out is that I do think in interpersonal relationships, this can happen a lot where one of you may be like a narcissist, the other an enabler, or one of you, you know, is the one that's allowed to be like upset, the other one's not. You know, I think in situations like that, we tend to end up like realizing, um, you know, like, hey, I'm not forgiving myself. I'm holding myself to these crazy high standards. Why aren't I holding other people to these? How can I find a healthy medium? So, you know, like, let's say your boyfriend expects you to, like, eat super healthy and look super, you know, fit and work out, but he doesn't think that he should do the same thing. Well, that's not fair if that high standard is set for him, for you and not him. 
So, you know, what I would challenge you to do is to say, if someone is holding you to a high standard and they're not holding themselves to it, you should definitely explore, A, what it means about your relationship, friendship, what have you. I'm running on four hours of sleep, so sorry that I keep yawning. I, like, really wanted to (laughs) record this and post it, even though I'm super tired. So, um, yeah, so anyway, so the whole thing is, like, ask yourself, like, how does this affect my relationship? Is this something that we can work on? And do I need to have such high expectations for myself? And does the other party need to have higher expectations for themselves? And I definitely think that, you know, having high expectations for yourself is super important when you're talking about, like, goals, right? But you can't set your standards so high that they're not achievable. You can't, you know, like, you can't be truly happy if you expect yourself to do everything correct every single time. And that's when you have to say, I'm a human, I make mistakes, I can't be perfect. Because realistically, as humans, we can't be, right? So, given all of that... There's one more thing that I kind of want to talk about that I think kind of wraps all of this up, right? And that is, how do you practice forgiveness and how do I practice forgiveness? So as I've mentioned earlier on, you know, people practice forgiveness in different ways, reminding themselves they're human, reminding themselves the problem maybe isn't a big deal, reminding themselves like what's the worst that could happen. And like I said, those are things that I actively think. Um, But so... I want to go ahead and answer the questions and then answer that question. So question number one, do I think I'm bad or good at forgiving myself? I think I'm medium. I think that I've spent a lot of time in the last probably year and a half being a lot better, actually probably more like the last two years, being a lot better at forgiving myself. And that's, um, someone actually recently said this, and I think that it connects with this. Instead of saying like, you struggle with mental illness. You say, I live with mental illness, right? And I would definitely say, like, in order for me to live with mental illness, I had to find a way to practice forgiveness. So, for example, you know, I have goals, right? So, like, my goal lately has been, like, to, sorry, (laughs) I love how, like, minisodes, too, are, like, super non-edited, so, like, you're literally in real time listening to me fucking yawn, and I hope that you find it super entertaining, but anyway, um, what was I even talking about? Oh, my God, I hate, I hate having no sleep, um, yeah, but anyway, so going back to the whole forgiveness and, you know, living with mental health issues versus suffering from them, in order for me to look at my goals, like, did I get dressed today? Did I shower? Did I go out? Did I run an errand? Did I use good coping mechanisms? Like on the days that I don't reach my goals, I have to look and I do this visually with my habit tracker in my planner. I have to look and say, you know what? It's fine that I had one off day or I had two off days or even a bad week because look at all these other days. And I do find that like Daily, I practice forgiveness by looking and visualizing how far that I've come and saying to myself the same things we've talked about, which is reminding myself like it's probably not that serious. It's probably fixable. And as long as I communicate and figure out a strategy to fix it, it should be fixable. 
And this came up um, in a conversation that I had with one of the people that I interviewed. And I think it's super important to share, like, the people that are supposed to be in your life, i.e. yourself and others, those are the people that you can talk through things with. Those are the people that are going to hear you out. Those are the people that are going to forgive you. Those are the people that are going to encourage you to forgive yourself. Those are the people that are going to help you grow, right? And so I definitely think and I challenge you to reflect on the people in your life. Reflect on who makes you feel good and make sure that you're supporting them and you're allowing them to support you because sometimes we forget that the person who supports us most may be struggling and not sharing it. So for example, you know, if you think to yourself, like you think of the dependable friend, right? That's on like a sitcom. They will commonly be the person who's like super dependable. But then if you look at the people around them, like the other people aren't reliable, right? So like I would say, and I know that this is going to be like a really dumb example, but I would say like, think about, let's think about like Seinfeld, right? You know how like on Seinfeld, there's the four main characters and like they all kind of trade off of like, who's the reliable one? Who's the unreliable one? And kind of like because they have this dynamic of each of them switching roles, right? Like they all provide each other. And I know it's a TV show. So like, I'm just saying this just so you can like conceptualize it, but like they each give each other their moments to be like a crazy person. They each give themselves their moments to be upset. Like there are episodes where like, for example, like George is upset about like the stupidest things and Jerry will like let him be upset, but then kind of like point out to him how stupid it is or Elaine may do that. And then as we all know, Kramer is a fucking crazy person and, you know, he goes out and does ridiculous things and, like, there's that episode where he's in L.A. and they think he's, like, the strangler, right? And so when you have that dynamic with other people in your lives where you can switch from being the supported and the supportive, I think that you have a good balance. So you know, when you are that dependable friend who's not speaking up, you kind of like, there's a wall and that dynamic is gone. Um, So you definitely need to allow both in your life. And I would definitely say like, you guys may have seen this on, you know, like, it's some branding on at least one company, like, check on the people you love. Um, Sometimes the quietest people are the ones that are struggling. So I definitely say like the one thing that I learned from all of this, I mean, I learned so much and I'm so happy to be sharing this with you guys and we're going to take a quick break. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up really quickly before my dog starts barking again. There's people coming home from work and stuff just making normal human noises and it's upsetting her. She got her her little chi hackles up. Um, but really quickly, I just want to I just want to kind of like conclude this, and I definitely think I'm going to touch on this again because I think like obviously I had so much to share, and I kind of like boiled it down and shared little bits. And as you guys know, minisodes are a lot less structured, so I hope you guys like this. If you completely hate it, I apologize. Like I said, I think I'm going to touch on this again. 
Um, I am going to do the part two with men and then I will most likely do a part three to kind of compare the two um, answers. But I will most likely touch on this again to kind of get a little more in depth of, you know, maybe some more women's answers um, to talk some more about the specific answers that I got. Um, But what I wanted to say was I learned a lot of things. But the one thing that I learned is that you sometimes forget you meaning anyone like how great the people in your life are until you have either a rough time or they have a rough time and reaching out to someone or confiding in someone is such an amazing powerful thing and I encourage everyone to do it obviously use caution in regards to like make sure it's someone you trust get to know the person but when you have someone who you feel safe with whether it be a friend, a sibling, a parent, um, you know, a significant other. When you find that, make sure that you tell them how much you appreciate it. Make sure you thank them, you know, for the times that they let you vent or the times that they just listen or the times that they give you advice, you know. Practice active forgiveness for yourself and practice it for others and make sure you're balancing both so there are three things that I would like to just end with really quickly the first is say thank you more the second is say sorry less only say sorry when you truly need to say sorry and only say sorry when you know it is truly in your heart how you feel Women in general, and I say this from experience with so many of my friends, will say sorry for things that they shouldn't say sorry for. So save the sorries for when you really need them. And the third one is always acknowledge and make sure others acknowledge the time that you're taking out of your day to talk about the important things. So a really good example that I want to share is my mom and I will thank each other when we get off the phone, especially if we have like a really long conversation and we will thank each other for taking time out of our busy days to talk. And I know it may seem silly, but it means a lot to both of us to say that because it makes us both feel respected and heard. And I know as someone who respects the fact that my mom's super busy, you know, she's been a homemaker her entire life and you know they don't have a gardener they don't have a pool person you know my mom does all of that stuff you know I appreciate when she steps away from those duties she needs to do and spends time talking to me whether it's a situation in which she's the one that needs to talk or I need to talk it means a lot because her time is valuable just as much as my time is valuable so make sure that you acknowledge that and one last thing going off that if there are people in your life and I know I've said this before If there are people in your life that don't thank you, that don't ever say sorry, that don't take responsibilities for their bad actions, and don't appreciate the time that you take for them, chuck them in the fuck it bucket. You know, you don't need them. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. We're here trying to spread positive vibes and feel good, and we're talking about things like this so we can all feel better. So... With that being said, thanks again for listening. I hope you like this. Sorry that I talked super fast. I was trying to keep it short. It's definitely not short, (laughs) but there you go. All right. Thanks, guys. Love ya.
All right, y'all. I am so sorry I'm throwing this in at the very end because I just realized how lame I am. I did not thank the three ladies who helped me with this. I suck. So I want to say thank you to you guys. I know that, you know, this is anonymous, but y'all know who you are and I hope you're listening and I just want you guys to know I love you so much. I appreciate you being in my lives and I appreciate you for supporting my podcast, supporting me and helping me out with today's episode. So thank you again to you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. I appreciate you. I love you. And if it wasn't for you guys, this episode wouldn't exist. It would just be me talking about myself again. So, thank you guys. You'll hear from me soon. Appreciate my friends. Keep listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you.